Staying in Contact. I'm London Mitchell. In today's episode, we'll bring forward a lesson in civics, how a grassroots organization is formed, its successes and its challenges, and we'll talk about the issue that triggered the formation of Move to Amend. Move to Amend is working to change our Constitution in order to reverse a decision by the Supreme Court that corporations are to be considered to have the same rights as people and therefore entitled to spend huge sums of money to influence elections. The big issue in the ruling is that how you spend money is considered your exercising free speech. It has been a very controversial issue for a long, long time. My guest is Greg Coleridge, a local spokesperson for Move to Amend. Greg, thanks for joining us. This is definitely not an easy issue to explain. Yes, this problem that uh, you describe is complicated that uh, we work on. And by we, I mean uh, the organization I'm connected with called Move to Amend, a national organization that began in 2010. And that was the year that uh, this Supreme Court decision that you, I believe, are referring to called Citizens United versus the Federal Elections Commission was decided by the Supreme Court. Now, many people believe that that was the very first time that the Supreme Court ruled that uh, corporate entities have uh, much greater power than they've ever had, in particular being defined as having rights equivalent to human persons. A corporation is a person, sometimes otherwise known, maybe your listeners have heard the term corporate personhood. And uh, also, uh, many people believe that uh, that was also the time and the instance when um, the Supreme Court ruled that money spent in elections is equivalent, is equal to First Amendment protected free speech. Money equals free speech. So, um, you know, the, the, the belief was that, my goodness, this decision is now for the very first time unleashing this incredible power of organized money coming from wealthy individuals in corporation that's going to be, for the very first time, corrupting the political process, and for the very first time that these corporate entities are going to be defined as legal persons. What do you mean by corrupting the political process? Well, by um, what I mean by corrupting, by... Um, um, making the system work unfairly and unjustly for those who are influencing it through the influence of the spending of money on political campaigns so that you don't have a sort of a level political playing field in which every person's voice is equally heard, but instead that money spent in elections by it being defined as free speech is drowning out the voices of people without money, which, uh, you know, I don't know about most of your listeners, but I, for one, and probably you for another, are not wielding and spending thousands or tens of thousands of dollars in the political process, which means our voices are not being heard. Our communities are not being helped. Our needs are not being met compared to those who are spending maybe better the verb is not spending or donating, but investing 
in the political process. And because of that inequality, it's corrupting. And when you talk about people investing, you're really referring to the big corporations that now can invest. And the super duper wealthy individuals uh, who are the millionaires, if not the billionaires, who were certainly spending money, you know, in elections before 2010. And that's one of the main takeaways of this organization of ours, Move to Amend, is that, look, friends, this problem of the corrupting of the political process by wealthy individuals and corporations transcends and goes back long before Sins United. It certainly worsened the case, but it certainly didn't initiate it or launch it. So what exactly is the solution that you're you're promoting here? And I would assume it's to give more of us an opportunity to have our votes actually be be much more influential than those who are spending all the money. Yeah, well, our purpose is really twofold, London, um, at MoveToMen.org. You can we invite listeners to go uh, to that website, check it out. We got a bunch of propaganda, I mean, information uh, the, that people can uh, view. Again, MoveToMen.org. Uh, and if you go .org forward slash motion, uh, one can sign the petition and get a lot more information. But what it is we're trying to do is really twofold. Uh, one is, and they're inextricably connected, quite honestly. Uh, the one is to help people get on the other side of the learning curve. I don't know about you, but I never learned about these issues of, you know, big money in elections or corporate constitutional rights or any of this stuff um, uh, in school uh, or, you know, reading it in general in the mainstream media, uh, only getting it through channels like yours here. So thank you very much for that. Um, you know, it really takes a lot of deliberate effort to try to understand what's going on. So part of what we're trying to do is help that by doing educational events, uh, both in person, but virtually, which we have, you know, constantly uh, available to, to people. Uh, but the other is to actually, and again, it's connected, um, uh, to help people sort of uh, come together and uh, by educating themselves, then advocate and organize for change by passing what we call the We the People Amendment that actually been introduced in Congress. And just to say something about that and to sort of go back and talk about why the educational part is so important. It goes back to what, you know, we started talking about here, which is that this problem began long before the Sins United decision. It's not like we had a grand, glorious democratic nirvana, you know, the day before the Citizens United decision was uh, um, ruled by the Supreme Court, very controversially, by the way, five to four. This idea of money equaling free speech, that goes back to the 1970s, a Supreme Court decision called Buckley versus Vallejo that said money equals free speech. Well, you know, if money equals speech, then those who have the most money have the most speech, not a good, real, you know, real good definition of democracy. And then the other thing that, again, goes back well before the Citizens United decision, not just a couple decades, you know, 1970s, but back to the 1880s, when corporations were first defined by the Supreme Court as legal persons. And they've been hijacking the uh, constitutional amendments ever since. So the problem, the problem is much more than simply corporate money and elections, as bad as that is. And as worsened as that 
became after once the Supreme Court decision ruled in Citizens United. This goes back more than a century. And so that's really important to know because, because what we're calling for in the We the People Amendment is changing this notion of not just reversing Citizens United, but outlawing money being defined as free speech and saying that corporations are no longer in every way, shape, and form persons. So again, it doesn't just reverse Sins United. It would get rid of all of these decisions made by the Supreme Court going back a hundred years or more. And if people are interested, you know, if you're interested, we could spend a minute to talk about how even if Sins United was reversed tomorrow, tomorrow, corporate entities would still have enormous power as they had before Sins United to pervert and preempt our right to decide what's going on in our communities. So what we're we're talking about really is getting back to the to the basic concept one person one vote and not have our elections so dependent on who has the most money. That is part of it. You know, right now it's one dollar one vote, so to speak. You know, and uh as opposed to one person one vote. And again, that's more like a monocracy, a plutocracy, you know, uh than it is a democracy. Uh which, by the way, you know, let's let's be real. We the people from the get go has never, ever been all the people. It's only been, you know, really a, a small percentage. But again, it's gotten a lot worse over time. And certainly the Sins United decision made it worse. But again, we didn't have this grand, glorious democracy beforehand. So, yes, you're absolutely right, London, that this would, in part, by passing the We the People Amendment, which calls for abolishing both money is free speech, and corporate constitutional rights, what it would do is sort of 50% of it would, yes, sort of give people more of a equal rights and power and authority to be heard uh, by our public officials. But the other 50% is it would end these other forms. For example, I think you're, you're from the Toledo area. But it's not just, you know, problems in Toledo or Cleveland. This is a problem around the country where local public officials, even state officials, for that matter, pass laws that try to protect the health, safety and welfare of people. You know, whether that's trying to, I don't know, you know, have sane, I don't know, gun laws or trying to prevent fracking in their communities or trying to prevent hog farms from, you know, going into, you know, a rural community, whatever the case may be. Well, try as they may, these local communities and local public officials to do that. Oftentimes when they do that, you know, they're doing it because they take an oath. These public officials at the local level, your and my city council people or our state legislatures, you know, when they get elected to protect the health, safety and welfare of their residents. But when they pass these kinds of laws, they oftentimes get preempted or usurped by corporate entities who go to court. You know, if it's a local uh, law, they'll go to the state court. Uh, If it's a state law, they'll go to a federal court and saying, you're violating my constitutional right. That doesn't have anything to do with money in politics. My First Amendment, for example, right not to speak. And an example of that is the people in Vermont a number of years ago, it's been a couple decades now, passed a law at the state level saying that any uh, dairy product, that contains uh, bovine growth hormones, okay, 
we're not even trying to eliminate it. We're not trying to abolish. We're just trying to say that any milk product that contains, which many people feel is dangerous, should be labeled on the milk product, on the yogurt, on you know the package of milk or cheese, whatever. Well, the dairy industry went to court and said, wait a second, that's violating my right not to speak, meaning my right to be forced to speak by labeling this product with the with this chemical on this product. And the courts went along with it. So that has nothing to do with money of speech, nothing. But that would still be on the books if all we dealt with was simply getting corporate money and the money from well-to-do people uh, out of uh, politics, which is why our We the People Amendment extends and goes beyond simply overturning Citizens United and simply getting big money out of politics, which, again, are horrible as they are, but they still don't address the totality of the horrors of how our democracy has been hijacked by corporate entities and by the super duper well-to-do. And to address the issues as you have outlined them, the only way to do that is with a constitutional amendment? Yeah, unfortunately, I sure wish, boy, do I wish, (laughs) and boy, do we wish at Move to Amend that it was uh, a lot simpler and a lot easier. You know, we've got nearly 500,000 people who support this effort. More than 700 communities have passed resolutions or ballot measures, including the city of Toledo and the people of Toledo who got a measure on the ballot to pass. I'm from Cleveland area. City of Cleveland uh, passed this measure. Uh, I live in Cleveland Heights, a suburb of Cleveland. They got something on the ballot. So, you know, more than 700 communities have weighed in on this. More than 700, almost, I think 749 organizations have passed resolutions saying we support this, all kinds of organizations. And all of these, you know, individuals and organizations and municipalities wish it would be easier to do by simply, you know, passing a law or, you know, having a decree at the presidential level or at the state level or passing a resolution, but you can't do it. You know, our system of governance says that when the Supreme Court makes a decision, there's only a couple of ways to do that. You either have to have, you know, go before the Supreme Court and have them change their decision or do an end run around the Supreme Court and try to pass a constitutional amendment, which is what we're trying to do. And your listeners may know, if you remember going back to high school, you know, Government 101, the two ways to pass a constitutional amendment, and they're not easy, that's to be sure. The one is, which is the way the 27 amendments up to this point have been done, is you get two-thirds of the House and the Senate to say, we want this change, and then three-quarters of the state legislatures have to um, uh, ratify it. The other way is to do, you know, to bypass Congress altogether and have an issue-specific, what's called Article 5 Constitutional Convention, that I know a lot of people flip out when they hear that because they think, oh my God, you know, you have a constitutional convention, you know, anything basically is up for grabs, including like the Bill of Rights, right? Which conceivably could be, uh, no question. We're not calling for that at Move to Med at this point. We're not opposed to that under the right circumstances. But right now, what we're doing is we're trying to pursue the other, you know, that first way of trying as hard as it is. And it is darn hard, uh, very hard. But the thing about it is 
you know, there's this there's this reality in the history of our country and students of history and maybe many of your listeners, and I'm sure you're as uh, well aware of this as anyone, London, is that the history of this country has always been a history in which people have come together and what has seemed impossible and just uh, inevitable in one period, you know what becomes uh, basically doable, if not inevitable, the next period as conditions change, as the culture changes. Greg Coleridge for the group Move to Amend. The website address again is movetoamend.org. I'm London Mitchell, inviting you to join us again next week, staying in contact.